0: here it is
1: from deep inside your audio device of choice well first of all um last week on this broadcast i asked uh for suggestions as to what i how how i could address you those of you who are listening i i don't even know how to address those of you who aren't listening it's it's not broadcastable but uh those of you who are listening because I I was wondering if uh, the form I'd been using, which is to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, was still appropriate, and I got some fine fine suggestions. Thank you all for participating in the conversation. It's the conversation that counts, isn't it? Really, and it struck me I, I there were a couple of examples from uh, I, I, I cited, ladies and gentlemen, as something that that had lodged in my head. When I was a kid uh, listening to rock and roll radio, and Bill Drake's stations always used that as, as a way of calling attention to themselves uh, when they identified the station. And I've forgotten that there were two other examples of people that uh, addressed the audience uh, when I was in a formative stage. <laughs> I'm way past that now, please. Um, Gene Shepard, the great radio storyteller, who used to refer to his listeners as Gang. Hey, Gang. No, no, thank you. And the other, of course, the legendary uh, radio conservative commentator and sometime newscaster, all the time salesman, Paul Harvey, who addressed his audiences Americans, but of course, this brought this program is and podcast is heard internationally, so that would just that would turn people off, and then they'd turn me off and then so I'm going to stick with ladies and gentlemen for now at the rec- a recommendation of a, a few people who said, no, 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 don't change. But you know, people will always say that, of course. No, these are people I I, I I trust and respect. Really? Um and also in the spirit of this week, addressing you as ladies and gentlemen, uh is a, a tribute to the civility that we uh think maybe maybe past its its sell by date now. But no, it shouldn't be. I mean that was That was what John McCain's funeral was all about, wasn't it? The the civility. Speaking of which, in uh, in the uh, time frame of all of the remembering of John McCain, two stories about the military. Veterans exposed to radioactive debris more than five decades ago haven't made much progress in the courts to have their illnesses recognized by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now they're hoping Congress can intervene. This is from Military Times. I'm reading the trades. This week, uh, Senator Blumenthal, Democrat of Connecticut, joined a group of advocates to unveil new legislation that would force V.A. to offer presumptive status to veterans involved in the 1966, that's what we're talking about, cleanup of an incident involving nuclear bombs, that's all, in Palomares, Spain an incident that may have given radiation poisoning, that's all, to more than 1,600 American service members. They, they're sacrificed for us, so let's forget them. What do you say? These veterans were exposed to nuclear materials without any warning or protection that today would be considered routine, said Blumenthal. Veterans involved in the accident have been uh, unsuccessfully petitioning the VA on their case since the bi- mid-1970s. Well, what's your hurry, guys and gals? A host of strange cancers and other illnesses began appearing among individuals involved in the Palomares incident. It uh, occurred when a B-52 in January of sixty six crashed into a KC-135 during a refueling mission. The B-52 was carrying four nuclear weapons at the time of the accident. Two of them exploded near the town of Palomares, spreading radioactive plutonium over hundreds of acres. Had you ever heard of this, ladies and gentlemen? not me unless you have v- veterans in your family who were there us officials quickly ordered military personnel into the area to collect contaminated debris crops and soil in an effort to repair the damage or conceal the evidence your 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 selection But veterans involved in that cleanup say they were given no protective clothing or respiratory devices and told very little about the potential long-term health effects of exposure to the nuclear material, much like the troops who were involved in uh, some of the above-ground nuclear tests we conducted. We, thank you, in uh, Utah. You're welcome, Utah. One of the first airmen on the scene says he remembers loading thousands of 55-gallon drums with contaminated topsoil sent back to the United States for safe disposal. You think? Really? You want to bet on that? Where, is, where are those drums today? I hear them. I hear them every night. The civilians who buried those barrels in oh, South Carolina. That's where they are. Let's go there for vacation. What do you say? They were covered under federal law, but not us, says the uh, airman. He developed bladder cancer at age 35, multiple respiratory problems in later years. Department officials have long insisted that not enough scientific evidence exists to classify all of the health problems as service-related Spotty Air Force records of the work and contamination levels have added to the problem. Senator Blumenthal called the VA's refusal to address the Palomares issue, the latest in a long line of controversial decisions related to wartime exposure. VA came under criticism for its opposition to grant presumptive benefit status to so-called Blue Water veterans who served in ships off the coast of Vietnam and claim extensive Agent Orange contamination occurred in their daily work. Several veterans groups have also accused the VA of not doing enough to document illnesses connected to the use of burning pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. The VA's position is that deviating from the long-held scientific standards for benefits awards could create financial problems for the department. Don't say that government bureaucrats don't care about money. And also, in the uh, looking out for our troops Department officials in the Joint Program Office of the F 35 that's our new, that's the new United States all forces fighter. It's a, it's a jet designed to be used by all of the armed forces as opposed to a jet designed specifically for the Navy or the Air Force or the Army or no, the Marines are making paper reclassifications, these officials, of potentially life threatening design flaws to make them appear less serious. This is probably in an attempt to prevent the $1.5 trillion program from blowing through another scheduled deadline and budget cap. The Center for Defense Information at the Project of Government Oversight obtained a document showing F-35 officials are recategorizing rather than fixing major design flaws so they could claim they've completed the program's development phase without having to pay overruns for badly needed fixes. One of these flaws is the lack of any means for a pilot to confirm a weapon's target data before firing. Oops. And uh, there's also uh, problems with the damages to the plane itself caused by the tail hook. On the Air Force's version, they have potential. Uh, these flaws have potentially serious implications for safety, safety, and combat effectiveness. The uh, Project on Government Oversight also obtained a copy of the Pentagon's previously unreleased plan to control costs that shows the proposed savings may quickly be overwhelmed by the program's rising costs. The uh, program had 855, uh, sorry, 111 Category 1 deficiencies that may cause death, severe injury, or severe occupational illness. Well, we can fix that. We'll just ignore it may cause loss or major damage to a weapon system. 111 of these uh, as of January of this year. Protecting F-35 funding, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, bureaucrats do care about money sometimes. Protect our troops, won't you? Hello, welcome to the show.
0: (laughs) Rosebuds know the blooming early May. Just as hate knows love's a cure, you can rest your mind for sure that i Nothing before your joy and pain, but I'll be loving you always. As yes, today I know I'm not living by tomorrow, What makes me the past but that for that I mustn't fear. For I know deep in my mind the love of me I left behind Cause I'll
1: Remembering what arguably was the highlight of the uh, memorial service for the late Aretha Franklin. And coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present Let Us Try, a ballad of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers.
3: Let us try
4: to stem the tide.
1: Well, we kill them, we try to fix them. That's a business model for the United States Army Corps of Engineers. We break it, we fix it, we kill it, we try to. The Corps has agreed to pay for 10,000 threatened coral to be replanted to make up for damage. when uh, The damage was caused when the Corps dredged Port Miami and dug up more than 5 million cubic yards of seafloor. You can see from here, the deal will settle a lawsuit brought by environmentalists who questioned the Corps' dredging tactics, accused the agency of underestimating the damage caused by the $205 million project. An independent study by other government scientists later found dredge work killed coral in an area about 14 times larger than allowed under a permit. They didn't stop dredging even after it became clear that this damage was occurring, said one of the plaintiffs in the case, Captain Dan Kipnis. We're pleased to have achieved some restoration for these uh, (laughs) dredged-damaged reefs, but we really need a fundamental change in the process to protect our reefs, he said. Fundamental change in the process? Well, the Corps is real good at that. The dredge was part of a—2015 is when it occurred. It was part of a billion-dollar makeover at Port Miami to allow larger super ships sailing through the widened Panama Canal. But now the Corps says it's going to have to dredge more Pilots complained that super ships were having trouble navigating the mouth of the channel. There are also new mega ships. (laughs) Where does this stop? Twice as large as those originally intended for the widened channel that port officials would like to bring to Miami. The Coral had been a matter of contention almost from the beginning. Expected to consume a... uh, The corps had planned on transplanting threatened species to a mitigation area. Most likely a salt pit. But after two environmental groups sued... The Corps agreed to enlarge the mitigation areas and move more coral, but divers began to uh, find more and more coral smothered in mud as the project got underway. Coral smothered in mud. The uh, Corps officials clashed with NOAA after the Fishery Service warned the Corps that damage appeared to be more widespread and in danger of violating a permit. The uh, Corps also failed to provide updated surveys prompting NOAA to accuse the Corps of selectively choosing certain results to downplay the permanent effects of the dredge. Look,
5: they wouldn't... Are
1: No way. at, At least they would try. Let us try. Ladies and gentlemen, the motto of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And now... News of the Bees. Yeah. Well, you know about neonicotinoid pesticides that have been blamed for the decline in honeybee populations, and uh, perhaps endangering wild bees as well, and other other kinds of bees. Neonicotinoids—they're called—and from the very first time I heard this, maybe you too, you wondered. I wondered. Huh? Hmm, do they have nicotine? This week we learn the answer. Bees become addicted to pesticides in the same way that humans grow dependent on cigarettes. New research has found. New research had to do to find this. The more of the nicotine-like chemicals they consume, the more they appear to want, This study has shown. Yes, neonicotinoid does mean like nicotine, after all, just like your ears told you. The findings suggest that the risk of potentially harmful pesticide-contaminated nectar entering bee colonies is higher than previously thought. The neonicotinoids are chemically similar to nicotine. The, In 2013, the European Union imposed a partial ban on three widely used neonics. Because of evidence they may be harmful to bees, the ban has now been extended to cover all crops not grown in greenhouses, despite some farmer opposition. It could be revoked following Brexit. In this series of studies, a team of British researchers offered bumblebees a choice of two sugar solutions, one of which was laced with neonic pesticides. First one's free bees. They found that over time, the bees increasingly preferred feeders containing the pesticide-flavored sugar, tracking 10 bumblebee colonies over 10 days. Why, that's a 100-something. Each colony had access to its own foraging area in which the researchers had set up sugar-dispensing feeders. Given a choice, naive bees appear to avoid neonicotinoid treated food, said one of the researchers. However, as individual bees increasingly experience the treated food, they develop a preference for it. Neonicotinoids target nerve receptors in insects that are similar to receptors targeted by nicotine in mammals. More research is needed to determine the degree of addictive properties in bees. This was reported in the journal Proceedings of the Royal Society Bee. Almost a quarter of European bumblebee species are threatened with extinction, largely because of climate change and intensive farming, according to other studies. But now, they can have a good time while they're going extinct, thanks to neon. You know, you know what I'm saying. You really do, don't you? There is uh, some good news on the energy front before we get to... Uh, News of our friend the Adam. And uh, that is, that has to do with wind. Oh, pardon me. No, wind power. Wind power capacity has tripled across the United States in just the last decade. Prices have plunged. The technology has become more muscular. That's according to the federal government's energy labs. A report released days ago. The industry is expanding onshore with bigger, more powerful turbines that make wind energy possible even in areas with lower wind speeds. Offshore, the reports describe a wind industry poised for a market breakthrough. The country's wind energy capacity has tripled since 2008. Wind contributed 6.3% of the nation's energy supply last year. The average price of wind power is down, is about $0.02 cents per kilowatt hour, down from a high of $0.09 cents in 2009, low enough to be competitive with natural gas in some areas. State renewable energy requirements, once we're leading the uh, drive to demand new wind farms, they're responsible for just 23% of new project capacity. Last year, due to rising demand for clean energy from corporate customers like GM and Google, Google's not being evil for a change. Offshore wind is going from almost nothing, just five wind turbines off Rhode Island, to 1,906 from 30 megawatts. Developers have announced plans to complete within a few years. So, good news. Blue just blew in. On the other hand, here's news of our friend the Adam. Clean, safe, too cheap to meet. Safe, cheap, too cheap to meet.
2: Cheap, safe.
1: It is our friend, uh, the Adam that we're talking about now. Not Addy. He gone. <laughs> and so is that music. Dateline, Kashiwazaki, in Japan. That's where this story originates. And it involves uh, a man who used to work for TEPCO. That's the company that had the uh, nuclear plants that went <laughs> at Fuuk. His name is Toru Hasuiki. Hasuiki. He worked at TEPCO, as a matter of fact, for 20, 32 years. He's published a book that says his former employer, TEPCO, should be declared ineligible to operate nuclear plants, nuclear power plants. The book is called Kokuhatsu, which means accusation. That's a Japanese word we all should learn. I think it's going to be big, the word. Kokuhatsu. Um. It uh, just came out. It reveals episodes that underscore TEPCO's culture of cover-ups and collusion. There's that word again. Including how it stacked the decks in its favor for government approval of new reactors, according to the author. And he sh- Well, we'll see if he should know. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. After graduating from Tokyo University... Hasuike worked in TEPCO's nuclear division, including a stint at the Fukushima No. 1 plant until he left the company uh, nine years ago. Back uh, when he wrote his first book about TEPCO, I believed it would transform itself following the Fukushima disaster. But TEPCO's corporate culture of trying to cover up things and form collusive ties with authorities has not been overhauled. In my latest book, I write all about all that I saw. Haseweke had an engineering background. He was primarily involved in work responding to nuclear regulators' safety inspections of TEPCO's plants, as well as research into the disposal of high-level radioactive waste. That's important research. That's still going on, as far as I know. Maybe will always be going on. He said he documented a number of his experiences that epitomize the collusive ties between the utility and nuclear regulators before the disaster they made him question the feasibility of Tefco's new stated goal of pushing for organizational reform, putting safety management ahead of everything else. He's, he's dubious. Let's, let's put it that way. And Fukushima Mayor Hiroshi Kohata has announced a decision to remove a controversial statue of a child in a radiation protection suit. It drew waves of criticism since it was unveiled at fuk. Early this month, it's difficult to keep in place a divisive piece of work as a symbol of reconstruction, he said. The statue was called Sunchild uh, to appeal for reconstruction from the accident. A dosimeter is on the chest section of the yellow protective suit won by the standing statue. The unveiling of the statue early, uh, early in August sparked disapproving comments online. I blame online. I don't blame the atom it's cool clean cheap safe Too too safe to meet her now ladies and gentlemen we've been reminded this week of course uh about many many events in the life of the late senator john mccain uh there's been clearly a, a a a wave of hagiography look it up going on this week and um part of it is obviously uh, motivated by uh, a desire to draw a invidious comparison between the late senator and the uh, <laughs> the cur- current president um but there there been there's one notable absence i think in the in the recounting in the in the plumbing of the public memory and the public memory does need plumbing it needs flushing um and not not the meadow. The uh, we were reminded by some that uh, Senator McCain, to his later regret, admittedly, had uh, placed on his vice presidential ticket in 2008 a uh, lady by the name of uh, Sarah Palin. I think it was. Um, and as I say, he had expressed uh, later regret that he hadn't uh, instead appointed uh, named as his uh, running mate, his pal. Senator Joe Lieberman. That would have been great. Um, but there is almost no mention of another person that uh, Senator McCain in that campaign uh, rocketed to pretty much immediate national fame.
3: An
0: American hero and a great citizen of Ohio and my role model and the man I'm fighting for and small businesses all over America like him, Joe the Plumber. Joe's with us today. Joe, where are you? Where is Joe? Is Joe here with us today? Joe, I thought you were here today. All right. Well, you're all Joe the Plumber, so all of you stand up.
3: and how to make your income grow. Go ask Joe the plumber. If you got questions about the size of the debt, or how come only banks got the safety net, if your query hasn't been answered yet, you gotta ask Joe the plumber. Joe, 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 he's the one in the know. Take him all of your gripes But don't let it work on your pipes Joe the plumber Knows about as large as a hummer the climate's doing. Go oh, ask Joe the Plumber. If you'd like to stop all those lawyers suing. Oh ask Joe the Plumber. If your TV isn't getting HD and you want to see paid movies for free, don't ask Time Warner or NBC. Just ask Joe the Plumber. Joe Joe, Joe, he's the star of the show. Feel free to tap into his brains. But don't let him work on your dreams. Joe the plumber, if he's in the band, he's the drummer. Makes Obama's day And obumber. Joe the plumber. The sky is blue. Or whatever happened to to life, crew? Oh, I know. He's the average Joe, but with common sense. Call him on the phone or lean over his fence. Can you write him off as a business expense?
1: By the way, as uh, became known later in that campaign, his uh, real first name was Samuel, and he wasn't a, a, a licensed plumber. Aside from that, uh, the other thing to note about the, the, uh, the affair, the memorial commemoration is that uh one thing and any poli- you know no politician can uh I- at least in the United States can be accused credibly of uh having maintained all his or her principles at all times that's that's asking for that's asking for chocolate cake with chocolate ice cream on top you know but one of the principles that I think it's inarguable that uh, John McCain did stand for most likely because of his own personal experience, was his opposition in any way, shape, or form to torture, that it doesn't work, and it's illegal, and all the rest of it. And yet, he, invi- he specifically invited two people, two high, former high-government officials, to eulogize him uh, at his funeral. And they were the president who began a regime of torture, and the president who refused his legal obligation to investigate and prosecute torture. So, you know, it's, it's all... They're all fungible, aren't they, really? And now, news from the land of 15,000 princes. Our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia. The military coalition led by the Saudis... And their friends in the United Emirates, Arab Emirates. That coalition in Yemen has killed thousands of civilians in airstrikes. Thousands of civilians, tortured detainees, there's that word again, raped civilians, and used child soldiers as young as eight. Actions all that may amount to war crimes. That was in a report issued by United Nations investigators this week. You know, the United Nations part of that liberal international order that we helped start that we're angry at Trump. The report singled out Saudi and Emirati airstrikes for causing the most civilian casualties, saying they'd hit residential areas, markets, funerals, weddings, jails, boats, and medical facilities. There's little evidence of any attempt by parties to the conflict to minimize civilian casualties, said the chairman of the panel of experts. The report also said the Houthi rebels who control northern Yemen and are fighting the Saudi-Emirati coalition may have committed war crimes too. Shelling civilians, torturing detainees. It's, it's big. Recruiting young children to fight and blocking access to humanitarian agencies. None have clean hands, one of the experts said. He, uh, he was a le- legal officer in the British Army, was this uh, expert. Despite the severity of the situation, we continue to witness a total disregard of the suffering of the people of Yemen, he said. Why should we care? We in the United States are arming the Saudis selling them planes and stuff to do this. After uh, that report came out, there was uh, a lot of hemming and hawing. The Saudis first accused the uh, report of, uh, well, that that's not a real uh, uh, independent report. We're going to do our own investigation, said the Saudis. That would, But now they've admitted that the bombing of a school bus in, uh, school bus in Yemen Last month, it killed 51 people, including 40 children, was, quote, unjustified. Looky here. Look at that. Um, The day of the attack, coalition spokesperson had defended the air raid, saying his forces hit a legitimate military target, which included operators and planners. But now, in a rare concession, the military alliance's investigative body, the Joint Incident Assessment Team, they did their own investigation Those behind it, they said, should be held accountable. The joint team, I guess joint because it's Saudi and uh, United Arab Arab Emirates, that's the joint, that uh, of the opinion the coalition forces should initiate legal action to try and penalize those responsible for the mistakes which caused collateral damage in the area. Collateral damage being killing 40 children. That's from the legal advisor to the uh, team. Al Jazeera's. Reporters said this statement marked a remarkable about turn, by which I think he means an about face, after the coalition's initial assertions that this was a legitimate military operation. They, um, the intelligence pointed, well, uh, the attack shouldn't have taken place. They said because they were targeting Houthi, Houthi leaders, the rebel leaders. And they say their intelligence pointed in that direction, but those leaders at that stage did not present a threat to Saudi-led coalition forces, and therefore the operation shouldn't have happened, according to the Al Jazeera summary of the uh, study. They say the intelligence was passed to the pilot who fired the fatal missile, but it never got there in time. I think they mean the intelligence, not the missile. The missile, oh, it got there. Um, The probe came after widespread international condemnation and calls for an independent investigation from the U.N. Secretary General. Individual members of the U.S. Congress also called on the country's army to clarify its role in the war, investigate whether support for the air raids could render U.S. military personnel liable under the War Crimes Act. Uh Uh-oh. But tortures of war... Oh. The U.S. has been the biggest supplier of military equipment to Saudi Arabia. More than 80... Sorry, 90 goes up. $90 billion of sales recorded between 2010 and 2015. Why, those were the Obama years. Yes, they were. News of the Land of Fifteen Thousand Princes.
3: you
4: all I need to get by As long as you got me, then baby, you know that you got me We got our loving Samara, ESBCT Sweet morning dew I took one look at you And it was plain to see You were my destiny I, with arms open wide I threw away my pride I sacrificed for you Dedicated my life to you
5: Obsidiary characters in a storied superhero franchise are finally getting their big chance. No better climax for Superhero Summer on Inside Extra Access Tonight for the start of September 2018. Hi everybody, I'm Mike Devere. And I'm Pat Mungo, proud to say the therapy worked. As on-again, off-again romances go, none has gone longer than that between Clark Kent, otherwise known as Superman, and his longtime girlfriend, Lois Lane. But Lane's workplace, the Daily Planet, has faded into the background of the ongoing Superman saga. Not anymore. Hollywood newcomer Paragram Pictures has gotten the rights to launch a new cinematic universe built around the iconic fictional newspaper. And executive producer Mark Proctor Gave us an exclusive glimpse into the project's first press release.
2: Like many uh, major newspapers, the Daily Planet has, uh, you know, fallen on hard times with uh, the Internet and uh, everything. That's when Lex Luthor III buys it with the dual mission of modernizing it and saving the world from evil, as well as making it mobile-friendly so the kids will read it
5: a sneak peek of the scene where editor Perry White played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in his return to non-action films tells us the staff of the Daily Planet including Jimmy Olsen that they all have a new mission Lois
1: you now have to turn out eight stories a day to keep the planet's feed fresh the editorial page from now on will only crusade against evil and in favor of more tourism in Metropolis and Jimmy you're now on the crime deck. Yeah, that's a cut. Uh, let's, uh, let's just pick it up with Jimmy. I know, I know. I, I know. Desk. We put it
5: in the gag reel, right? But Jimmy just hasn't been promoted to a reporter. After four decades, he's gotten superpowers of his own. We
2: thought Jimmy not only has, you know, super hearing, but the ability to record what he hears just using his brain waves. It's it's like what every reporter wishes he or she could do, but... Jimmy, he uses it to solve the crimes that he covers without ever taking credit.
5: Jimmy is played by Justin Timberlake, who told us exclusively what he plans to say in his own press release.
2: Jimmy is an everyman, and the incredible screenwriters have created uh, an everywoman for him uh, to love while he's solving the biggest crime wave in Metropolis history. Uh, It's being pulled off by a mysterious gang called the... Iran utans at, at first he doesn't know how to how to do all that without superman's help That's his journey and, and the woman is his boss, the paper's new sports editor, Margot Lane, who is lois's niece <laughs> it's been a, a ball to work on.
5: Filming shut down briefly as negotiations for an A-lister to play Margot briefly broke down. But executive producer Mark Proctor says the first episode of a planned trilogy saga, Planet of the Planet, is still on schedule for a December 2019 release. We've got our tickets already for free. That wraps it for this edition, but we'll be back tomorrow with a preview of this fall's best commercials. Till then, I'm Mike DeVere. And I'm Pat Bungo saying so long from El Segundo.
1: Now the Apologies of the Week.
3: We're so sorry.
1: Speaking of Aretha Franklin, the bishop who officiated at the uh, funeral apologized to Ariana, Ariana Grande for touching her on stage and a joke he made about her name. Bishop Charles Ellis III led the funeral, awkwardly greeting Grande on stage after she performed Natural Woman. Images of the moment showed Ellis's hand holding Grande well above her waist, with his fingers pressing against one side of her chest. The uh, preacher apologized in an interview with the AP at the cemetery. It would never be my intention to touch any woman's breast. I I don't know, I guess I put my arm around her, Ellis said. Maybe I crossed the border, maybe I was too friendly or familiar, but again, I apologized. I hug all the female artists and the male artists. Everybody that was up, I shook their hands and hugged them. That's what we're all about in the church. We're all about love. He added, the last thing I want to do is be a distraction. He also apologized to Grande, her friends, and the Hispanic community for making a joke about seeing her name on the program and thinking it was a new item on the Taco Bell menu. Quote, I personally and sincerely apologize to Ariana and to her fans and to the whole Hispanic community. When you're doing a program for nine hours, you try to keep it lively. You try to insert some jokes here and there, unquote, the preacher. I try to insert some preaching in this show. I know how he feels. Deadline. knock Ireland. Pope Francis issued a sweeping apology this week for the crimes, his word, of the Catholic Church in Ireland. What about Chile and the United States and Canada? Uh, He said church officials regularly didn't respond with compassion to the many abuses children and women suffered over the years, vowing to work for justice. He was interrupted by applause as he read the apology out loud in Dublin's Phoenix Park. It was not uh, satellited or otherwise relayed to Phoenix's Dublin Park, which doesn't exist. Snap, the company behind Snapchat, apologized this week after its map feature mislabeled New York City as, quote, Jutropolis. Snap said the incident was due to vandalism of data from OpenStreetMap, a service that allows users to edit and submit information to build its maps. SnapMap, similar to other apps, relies on third-party mapping data from OpenStreetMap, which unfortunately has been vandalized, said a Snap statement. This defacement is deeply offensive and entirely contrary to our values, and we want to apologize to any members of our community, that is to say our customers, who saw it. As soon as we were alerted to this, we began working with our partner Mapbox (laughs) to fix it, and it is now corrected. According to BuzzFeed News, OpenStreetMap's site was not showing the name Jutropolis for New York on Thursday morning, while a demo map from Mapbox was. Mapbox partners with Snap to provide location data platforms, according to its website. Mapbox added its considering changes to prevent similar vandalism. In the future
2: everybody everybody's pointing fingers
1: the Poli- Prince George's County Maryland police chief apologized in a video this week after an officer made a comment to a group of children Friday about a quote black bad guy unquote explaining how the canine unit at the department operates chief Hank Stawinski said in a YouTube video that he was apologizing on behalf of the officer in the department for the remark which he called unfortunate This is in response to another video on YouTube in which an officer is heard explaining what a canine dog does. Quote, if a black bad guy is running and he drops his cell phone, unquote. In the apology, Stowinski said the officer, who is a dog handler, misspoke and he had talked to the officer. He said the officer is very troubled by the response that this is elicited in comparison to his record of service. This community doesn't expect us to be perfect, said the chief. It does expect us to acknowledge when we make a mistake. On behalf of that officer and this institution, I apologize to this community for that unfortunate remark. I want you to know that remark does not represent who that officer is. By the way, the police department hasn't identified the officer, so we have no idea who he is. But it's not that. That isn't him, whoever he is. Is that straight? The Securities and Exchange Commission Wednesday went after a um, chief executive of one of the banks that helped create the. Oh, no, sorry. They charged a Cleveland Browns linebacker with insider trading. The wrist-slapping never stops. Michael Kendricks admitted wrongdoing, said he cooperated with the investigators' promised to pay back illegal profits. I apologize, he said in a statement released by his attorneys. Four years ago, I participated in insider trading. I deeply regret it. While I didn't fully understand all the details of the illegal trades, after all, I'm just a football player. No, he didn't say that. I knew it was wrong and I wholeheartedly regret my actions. Total profit he made, according to the SEC, of $1.2 million. Well, that dwarfs what the bank... Oh, no, it doesn't. The Los Angeles-based game studio behind the imp- massively popular game League of Legends has apologized following repeated accusations of fostering a hostile, sexist work environment. At a video game studio? You gotta be kidding me in a letter published this week titled Our First Steps Forward. Riot Games (laughs) apologized to former and current employees, the people who play League of Legends and its business partners. We're sorry, the letter says. We're sorry that Riot hasn't always been or wasn't the place we promised you. And we're sorry it took so long for us to hear you. What? The apology letter is the first open admission from Riot Games of a culture problem. One that was first reported by... uh, somebody I don't know, an investigative piece, and uh, resurfaced by a former high-level Riot Games employee this week. The frequency and intensity of inappropriate behavior in the workplace had become a concern not long after I arrived, said a uh, director of product management at Riot Games. The company's new CEO is overseeing a freshly formed group within Riot that aims to evolve... The company's culture. You can, you know, you can re- evolve stuff yourself. You don't have to wait for it to happen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this this is the if if there is such a thing as the apology of the week. I think this really has got to take the cup. And I, I I'm I'm on the phone right now to try to get a cup. But uh, Verizon Wireless says that it has temporarily stopped throttling the data. Internet and cell phone data of firefighters and other first responders on the West Coast in Hawaii and will soon introduce a new unlimited plan with no caps and with priority access for first responders. We have removed all speed cap restrictions for first responders on the West Coast and Hawaii to support current firefighting and hurricane lane efforts, Verizon said. Further, in the event of another disaster, never happened. Verizon will lift restrictions on public safety customers providing full uh, network access will provide full details on the new plan. This comes after the Santa Clara County Fire Department said its unlimited, unlimited data plan was throttled while fighting the Mendocino Complex fire, which is still going on. The largest wildfire in California history is all. Verizon only disabled the throttling after the department subscribed to a new, more expensive plan. Verizon denied its throttling has anything to do with the... Ending of net neutrality by the FCC admitted it failed to follow its own policy of removing data speed restrictions when contacted in emergency situations. It called the error a customer support mistake. Santa Clara County officials rejected that uh, excuse. Verizon said it also made a mistake in how we communicated with our customer about the terms of its plan. We've been working closely with mission-critical first responders to refine our service plan to better meet their unique needs, said Verizon. Sorry. And Chile's most senior cleric has apologized for the tension affecting the country's Roman Catholic Church after five bishops resigned in a sexual abuse scandal that has propped in a major civil investigation. This is the thing the Pope didn't apologize for. He, he sent the, the Archbishop of Santiago, Santiago. He told colleagues at an internal church event this week that the Catholic Church was facing a completely unprecedented situation. The terms to describe the situation are well-known pain, shame, anger, indignation, tension. We're living in a tense time within the country and the church, he said. We've contributed to that tension with our problems and our crimes. He's uh, due to be questioned as a suspect by prosecutors. Lawyers have requested more time to prepare. All preparation, no H. That's what the, isn't that what the slogan is? U.S. Open uh, tennis Open officials have issued a statement apologizing for a penalty issued against the French player Alize Cornet for briefly taking off her shirt following an outcry over a perceived double standard between the treatment of male and female players. We regret that a code violation was assessed to Ms. Cornet. We've clarified the policy to ensure this was not happening moving forward. Fans had expressed the frustration at the penalty given that male players frequently take their shirts off on the court to cool down with no consequences. Cornet said she appreciated the statement. Well, let's all go all topless all the time and and just stop the nonsense. Let's just stop the nonsense. What do you say? The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this very broadcast. And now, before we do anything else, and there's not much else, there's news of the warm is what there is. Hot, dry weather in Southern California's inland desert region is projected to become more extreme over the 21st century. According to a report written by researchers at UC Riverside and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, we're going to see more extreme daily high temperatures and more days with extreme heat. Increases of 8 to 14 degrees Fahrenheit predicted by 2100. So I guess they're going to have to move the Coachella Festival by then. Scientists have already warned climate change likely will impact the food we grow Climate change is expected to negatively abil- affect our ability to produce food for a growing population. New research shows climate change is expected to accelerate rates of crop loss due to the activity of another group of hungry creatures, insects. In a paper published August 31 in the journal Science, a team led by scientists at the University of Washington reports that insect activity in today's temperate crop growing regions will rise along with temperatures. Get off. Over the past several decades, the Arctic has begun to show signs of significant ecological upheaval. The rate of warming in the Arctic is twice the global average. Those changes have triggering, triggered a cascade of destabilizing environmental effects. Ice is melting. Permafrost is thawing. Experts say fires in Arctic forests are as damaging as they've been in 10,000 years. But new research suggests the same factors driving the Arctic's changing climate. Are fueling a geological response that could play a small part in counteracting those changes and their malign effects in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology researchers from florida state University they got a they got one of those report that in two major Arctic rivers, forty years of climate change seem to have fortified a natural process that consumes and stores atmospheric carbon dioxide the process of interest to researchers, was the production of riverine alkalinity, or the ability of river water to resist changes that would make it more acidic. The more alkalinity detected in a given waterway, the more carbon dioxide was withdrawn from the atmosphere. This is a natural way that the Earth recycles atmospheric carbon dioxide. The production of alkalinity constitutes a carbon dioxide sink. Hey, what's happening in the sink? that works in opposition to natural and anthropogenic man-caused carbon dioxide emission. So uh, there's uh, potentially good news. Possible causes for the considerable alkalinity increases are manifold, thawing permafrost, increased water flows, exposure of unweathered mineral surfaces, changes in acid deposition from human industry, and carbon dioxide fertilization of Arctic plant life are all potential pieces of the puzzle. The upshot is simple. In these rivers that carve thousands of miles through the harsh act- Arctic landscape, human activity seems to be triggering a pronounced reaction. Pronounced reaction. That's how it's. Pr- if climate change is causing an increase in alkalinity production in the Arctic, it could be acting as a slight negative feedback to warming, and that's a good thing. News of the warm, ladies and gentlemen. Copyrighted feature of this broadcast. here's just a note on family values from our news in the godly file news the godly file the um, big report from pennsylvania about uh, clerical sex abuse it cited at least two dozen sets of siblings victimized by clergy among the scores of abuse cases it documented clergy members often won the trust of parents before going on to molest siblings sometimes in a home while parents were present Family values, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. Come on back next time. At a time and on an audio device of your choice. The email address for this program. Playlist of the music heard here on your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. Not for free. All at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter at the Harry The A tip of the show, chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago in exile and not, not in exile and Hawaii desk. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and to Thomas Walsh here at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's program. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change Is Easy radio network. So long from the Crescent city.